it's from Hirsch. Again, I don't have the, 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 the copies, so I'm not going to read them inside. But um, the, the he sees pressures by Yetzay is the building of the Jewish home. Okay, and, and the point to which he he stresses throughout, really, this is really, if you understand, the, think about it, this was the, the fight that he was fighting. You know, the reform movement was you be a Jew in the temple and you be a German at home. And he's saying no, that the, 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 the synagogue is a secondary reality. The primary place that you're a Jew is in the home. Right? Whether you make it a shul or not is irrelevant in that, in that regard. The primary definition of what defines Klai Yisrael is, 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 is the bias. Um, he points this out in the beginning of Parashas Midbor. Klai Yisrael is, is, is counted the Mishpachah Yisrael. We're counted by Mishpachahs. Mishpachah is the primary element of who we are. Um, I, I was thinking of a, of a different point, which it's, it's not. I think it's it's a concurrent point, and actually, I think it actually more than that. It actually it's a complementary point. There's a fascinating Ramban beginning of Parshas by Yishlach. Ramban beginning of Yishlach. I said I didn't make copies, so I'm just gonna have to let me, let me talk. Come sit with me, Sam. <laughs> So the Ramban says, brings that from a Chazal that, that whenever Chachamah would have to go and interface with the with Esau, with, with Edom, they would read the Parsha of Yishlach beforehand, how Yaakovino prepared himself for his, his encounter with Esau. We have a count of myself with similar upon them, so they took that. So this is the Parsha of Golas. So Really, this, this is the part where which is going to give us the myself a similar bottom of how to deal with goals. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I mentioned to you once that uh, my, my father's, I've heard some of my father's Sunday night, so my father's first yard site, uh, the Russian gave me Matana. So my sister was still, one of my sisters was still living in Cleveland. She's actually living, lives in Houston now. Every different sister lives in Cleveland now, but, then, but that sister, I only had one sister living in Cleveland at that point in time. And Aish did their, uh, I don't know what they've done subsequently, I don't know, but at that point in time, it was the first time they ever done a discovery pro- program in Cleveland. So what they shop is was when they present the codes, which is very fascinating. So my sister agreed, the, the author was Moti Shabbos, she agreed to go to this event. So... Um, and they show this idea that you found embedded in the words in the Torah at, at, at different intervals, different words, etc. So the word that they found in the Parshat Vayetze, which came up multiple times again and again in the same interval, was the word Golis. So it's not mentioned anywhere before, before Vayetze. In the Parshat Vayetze, you know, it comes up again and again at these set intervals, the word Golis, you know, a Gimel, 49 letters later, an Alamed, 49 letters above, and then a Sof, and then again, Throughout the parsha, the word comes, the goldus comes up, and they showed you how, how it played out. So the fascinating thing is, this is the parsha of goldus. That's what that's what it is. Really, this is the parsha of goldus. So um, that would mean that if we want to know how to deal with goldus, we can look to this parsha the same way the Ramban says that they looked at parsha like how to how to go interface with the, with the 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 Roman government because Yaakov was the cue for that. So the Chardon should be be accused for here of how to deal with goldus. Okay. Um, so I think some of the points that the person is going to talk about when he talks about the, the point of bias 
take on a, a, a deeper meaning or a, a, a broader meaning that he sees that, the, that this parsha is the parsha of Yaakov establishing a bias and he sees many Ramazim over here uh, uh, to that effect um, right, that um, I think that's a message of how Kleiser survived throughout, throughout the Gaulas because the, the only thing which you could sort of keep intact for sure was your bias the, the, the government you didn't have that you were able to act as a community that wasn't always necessarily true but within your own Daladamas you had control and that's what made you a Jew was that without the Daladamas so, so that's the first point so he says like this um, that um, that's That he says that the, the sulam is mutzavartsa, which means the, the, the point we see is that, that a void of a person is here in this world. Because I'll say in the sixth parasha that the main place the person dwells is down here in this world, not in Shemayim. I just saw a fascinating piece. This is totally parenthetical from Revolva. We saw about chinuch for children. He says when you talk about where is Hashem, what should you tell the child? He says, don't tell the child Hashem is in Shemayim. Right? Because... Hashem is truly everywhere. Hashem is, you know, oh. Uncle Moshe, right? <laughs> it's a fair to Uncle Moshe, right? Right? Because that's, that's, first of all, that's not, he's not limited to there. And second of all, that's very confusing to the child. So when the plane flies, is the same flying with Hashem? No, I mean, above that? Like, oh, so when they go with the rocket, they with Hashem, you know, did, did, did the astronaut see Hashem? You know, there's all these questions which you're generating, he says, which are not healthy for the kid. Okay, so Hashem is right here in this room, you just can't see Him. Right? That, he doesn't like that either. Because for a child, that creates this idea that there's something in the room that he can't see. Uh, so he goes to bed at night, that night, you know, you, put, you walk out, you know, he says, you know, there's something that's wrong. I can't see. He doesn't know how to. Uh, so he, he says that, that, that Hashem is present everywhere, right? It is a challenging concept. I mean, so why can't we see him? So I, I, there's a fascinating thought from Ravari Kaplan. This is not what you tell a kid. <laughs> um, not Ravari Kaplan, for sure not. Right? Ravari Kaplan says a fascinating thing. He says, the reason why you can't see Hashem because you only notice things by contrast. And Hashem is everywhere, so there's no contrast. Right? That's interesting. If you'd be inside the sun, you wouldn't see the sun because it would be so gigantic. All you see was the sun. That would be, you wouldn't see sun. That would be, that's what that, you wouldn't recognize that as a sun because it's all over. Right? It's only because you can get some distance and see there's sun and there's not sun. Oh, that's where the sun is. So the ability to recognize something, that's a fascinating general thought of in, in learning. Now I'm really going off, right? Right. A lot of learning was through contrast. I understand what this gemara means by how in defining how it's different from that gemara. The, the idea of the hair splitting wasn't just for fun. It was the, that gave me a clear definition of what this means. Because well, this is not that. There's clearly different halachas. So what is the point why they're different? Now I understand what this is. So the contrast acts as a very very powerful way to recognize something. So you can't see Hashem, he said, he said, because Hashem is everywhere. So there's no contrast. 
So what did Rav Alba tell, say to tell the children? Rav Alba said to tell the children that Hashem's presence is everywhere, and we, we, we find ways, we, we just can't see him, and we find ways to interface with him. But he's not here in this room. He's all around. Ah. It's up, up, down, down, here, there, everywhere. I don't know. I'll come you, but I spoke to Rav Alba first. <laughs> so, but the Ikrishkin with Tatarim Chazal say, the Barsham didn't, didn't create the world that he wanted to put the, his presence in Shemayim. Barsham's goal was to put his presence down here. But what he, what he added to the world that he's talked about the Debeisel Lakim, that we create a presence of a Kaddish in the world. So he, he contrasts that to the idea of, of seeing Kaddish in nature. The mission of the mission of says that a person is is mishnosoi. He says That's pretty. That's pretty intense, right? He says the Russian made the tree. That's clearly kadosh boruch. The ma'isim of Adam are ma'isim of Allah. I don't see a kadosh boruch. That's your problem. If you think that the Russian was more present and more real and more obvious to you in the Maisim, which are of the, his handiwork, and what you're doing, you don't realize that, that is really the, the main purpose of the world. That's the main place where Kodesh Baruch is present. You miss the whole point of the world. Because the point of the world is that the, the, the greatest place where Kodesh Baruch was found is when human beings absorb them into themselves and express that in their actions. Oh, that's interesting. So Yaakovinu is the one who calls and says that the Russian's presence is in a base Elohim, which means we build a bias for him. We create his presence here. We bring him down here. Right? So it's interesting, you know, a, a thought, you know, taking about there's a society which they commune with God by going into the woods. Right. He says the, the right the place to commune with the Kodesh Baruch Hu is in your house. That you have to go into the woods, even the Kodesh Baruch Hu, means you're missing a real understanding of what what Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence is. I would say it in different words. Right? I'm going to say the same thought, but I'm going to say it, I would say it in different words. If I could ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu where he wants to be felt the most, he would say, "Where you live." I want your life to be that you feel me. Uh-huh. If you need to step out of your regular life to find him, means you, you're not you're not you're not doing, using the word the way he wants to. He doesn't want you to have to go into the mountains to see God. He wants you to be able to see God getting up in the morning and, and, and living your life, express, seeing the bracha that He gave you, using the abilities that He gave you, trying to be, feel feel His the, the connection that you have that He gave you a way to connect to Him. That's what he wants you to do with, with, with life. Okay, you know, once in a while you need a break. You need a, you need, you know, a pressure. Okay, fine, you take it. The other hand, there's a beautiful mice of the Hirsch. Hirsch wants, wants, wants to see the Alps. I was going to say, didn't refer, isn't refer to one who said to go see, to go see the Alps and you'd be held accountable. If you so, quote Yashami. Yashami says that a person is, is, is chayiv to taste Every food that, he's, that comes available to him, which is kosher, right? right? <laughs> Every fruit he should taste it, because Kadosh Baruch Hu asked you afterwards, "Why didn't you taste that fruit that I made for you?" 
So the Russian made these beautiful Alps. I'm, I'm worried the Russian is going to ask me afterwards, why didn't you go see my beautiful Alps? So yes, yes, there is a grandeur that we see in, in, the, in the power, because I'll make a bracha, it's in my sabrishis. Make a bracha on, on, on the heart. Right? So there's a grandeur that you see over there. It's um, it's an extraordinary thing you see in the world. The Russian made such beautiful, powerful things in the world. The Chayyim says you don't make it with the shame of Malchus for different reasons, right? So we were in um, in Portland uh, a few a few summers ago. I don't remember how many years ago it was seven, eight years ago, whatever it was. And from you go go down to the coast, to so there's there's some forests there, which have this. They have the second. You know, set of the largest trees and the largest trees. You have the, 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 the you know the California redwoods. This is like the second one. They're still, they're still pretty big. You stand next to them, you look. Like, so you make a baruch without baruch shakachol without without shemalfur. It's an extraordinary thing. You stand next to that tree. It's like wow. You know, we understand at the same time that if you don't get that wow when you put on fill in the morning, you're missing something. You only get that wow from the tree, and not from the tefillin. You're missing something because Betzin putting a tefillin is a much bigger wow, wow than the tree, because the tefillin is the brusher created a vehicle that you can actually bind yourself to him. That's a bigger wow than a tree. So, so he says, "Yafta l'kim liyefes v'yishkan bar leishem." So, so, so Noach says. That the um, so the the Japhetic culture. Wow, it's a <laughs> new word, right? Yeah, the Kim the This is Parshas Vayetz. That's in Parshas. That's Parshas Noah. Right? Uh, yeah, he says that Japhetic culture will give a sense of beauty and will influence them to higher, nobler, nobler ideas. But Bereshim's presence will be present in the tents, in the homes of Shem. Shem will be given the mission to be able to build a, Kodesh, a home where Kodesh Baruch lives. Right. Um, the famous Maisa with the Kotzka, they, 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 he asks his Talmudim, where's, where's, where, where's the Kodesh Baruch right. where, where, where can you find a Kodesh Baruch so they gave all different answers, of course, on the, on the, on the right answer, because the Rebbe always has something else. You know, so he says, so what's the answer? Vuma lost him or nine. Where you let him in? That's where Kodesh as well. When you let him in. If you let him in, there he, that's where he is. Right? There's a lot of the world which is busy kicking him out. So that um, this process of building homes where Russian lives, the first partial that we have of Yaakovino, Yaakovino, you know, we, we have him getting the brothers, and now he's going out on his own. Right? And he's he comes to the, the place of the base of Mikdash, and he this is going to become a base of Elohim. Right? Um, but then he said the fascinating thought, which is uh, at the end of the Parshim. So what's the idea of Matseva versus Mizbeah? So Chazal tells us that the time of the Ovis, Matseva was considered loved by Kaddish Baruch Hu. Uh, the Ovis made Matsevas these these one stone Mizbechus. But in the future, it's not going to be Mizbech, and Matseva is also. Is that Obama? Obama? No, Obama is. There's an issue of a Matseva making out of one stone. It has to be built out of multiple stones. So he says that. Um, 
but same consists of a single stone. Mizbech is an elevation built up of many stones. So, which means the mizbech is made by man. You have to bring the stones together and make it. Whereas the matzeva, that occurs in nature, it occurs in its own. Right? So, before Mount Torah, Hashem's rule was manifest primarily only in the ways of nature. What means what we got from a Kodesh Baruch That's so matzeva corresponds to that. But after Mount Torah, the Bereshit said that the way you, the, 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 the Bereshit is going to be revealed not so much of what man receives from, from him as of what man does when he gets it from him. What does he do with it and how does he give to Hashem? Not what he gets, what he gives. Right? What do you do with what you got? So the whole purpose of Torah was to give man a vehicle that they can bring the Bereshit's presence here. Right? Russia is going to give us whatever we're going to give us. We're going to use that to bring the Russian's presence here. So Dafka Mizbeach represents the idea that you are going to create the reality of Hashem's presence. It's not whatever is here naturally, quote unquote, right? But that the whole point of, the, of Torah is that you're going to create something. Right? I, a, little, a little bit of a, a tangent. I just there's a maybe to be, to make it you know see where we're going with this. Um, Rabbi Dovah Gottlieb he's in Dor Sameach so Rabbi Dovah Gottlieb is a fascinating person he's, um, he used to be a professor of philosophy in Hopkins he's about Shuba the Boston of Chassid um, you know, eventually became a full Boston of Chassid he used to come, you know, the Bekesha Strymel, you know, kept to go teach a Cholomoyd, he would, you know, he would go with his Bekesha Strymel in Hopkins to his of philosophy Eventually, he moved to Yerushalayim, and he became a, he's a rabbi in Osimah. Uh And he's also very, he's very good because he can discuss all these kids coming in with all the philosophy issues, you know, etc. He knows it all. You know. So in the 80s, at some point in time, the article put out a book from him called The Informed Soul. And it was like, you know, different areas of questions that he would, you know, deal with. And usually it would present, would be like, you know, he would take a topic. It's like, I think it's four or five topics. And he'd start with like you know, like he would present an idea, and then there'd be questions that pe- that they would ask on it, and he would address that, and then he'd take it deeper and deeper and deeper, etc. So one of the questions is chosenness. Like one of the big questions that you know everybody grapples with is the idea of that I'm a nifker, These people which aren't from, people who are coming from, you know, <clears throat> sounds racist, etc. You know, what is the idea of chosenness? So. Um, He says one of the answers which people give to the idea of chosenness is, is the, the main idea that they're being chosen, being chosen for a job. They can choose you to do a job. So Christ was given the responsibility to be the the, the, the kahanim, the representative of Kodesh to the, the nations, the Orla Amim, and Rehersha goes to that very much. So the chosenness is not so much a, a, a elevated status of privilege, but it's, a, it's, ele, it's elevated status of responsibility. So that's one way. He says that, that, that clearly does not work with the, cla- the classical sources of the Risharnam to not understand that it means that. That's what it means. They clearly see it being that there's something extraordinary about Klai something unique about Klai which then goes back to the question. So, you know, you know uh, uh, this week, one of, the, one, of the, one of our friendly neighborhood senators, you know, accused the Jews that they think that they're better, right? Israel is built on the fact that Jews think that they're supreme, right? Right, so you know, of course, everybody's not anti-Semitic, etc. Right, right, but they got a good point. You know, this is why this is Zionism is racism. You know, I mean, you know, this is Nishkei Naya, Naya Shikol Torah. 
But what's, so what does chosenness mean? She says, the best way to answer the question is giving you a, a, a way to look at what was the result of chosenness. Okay, the result of chosenness is, is the tzaddik. <coughs> the result of chosenness is the tzaddik. That's what he writes. He says, what, what do I mean? That when you look at the people that Klaisel has produced over the generations with these these extraordinary people again and again and again and again that means the Russian put a quality in Klaiso through the Torah that he gave us and through the Neshama that he gave us which allows it to absorb the Torah to become something extraordinary then he gives a few, says, well what do I mean he gives a few examples of the stories that you have about the various Gdarlam which you know were like extraordinary but I would say a different Likud on that One of the most basic desires of man, we discuss like this, is existence. We, we don't want to be, we, we want to exist. We want to leave a mark. We want to know that we're here. Right? Those are really very, very deep needs that the human being has. So, Autumn grappled with that. Autumn came up with, he, I said like this, okay, let's, let's think it through. If I follow Kosh Baruch's wheel, so I'm not really doing it, all I am is being bought to Kosh Baruch. If I forge my own path, I'm going to create the world. Like the Rosh the Yitzhak comes and says, you're going to be buried, you're going to create worlds. See, the decision to forge my own path was, I am going to create a reality, and then I must, and then I, then I, I'm a real thing. I'm real. The reality is, that's the, it's wrong. It's the other way around. That Batsim human, human being doesn't really exist. We're a figment of Kodesh Baruch's imagination. As much as we are dumb to Kodesh Baruch we have reality. We're part of a reality. Because Baruch was real. Hashem Elohim Ames, we're not an Ames. Okay, a little bit philosophical over here, right? So, when we see real people, we, we, we're drawn to them. There's a certain magnetism that they have. That person is so real. We like being with them, right? When, you, when you're with these people, the Gdarlim, you want to be next to them. You just want to be next to them because they're so real. That's what he's talking about, right? So, I told you the story of Rav Feitman had in Cleveland with Rav Moshe when Rav Moshe was nifter. Rav Feitman, one of the Rabbanim in Cleveland, he, he was the youngest old Cleveland, he was younger of Beachwood. Now he's in five towns. So when he was in Cleveland, Rav Moshe was nifter, and obviously that was in the papers. You know, this big, it was the largest funeral. You know, three hundred thousand people. It was like it was in all the papers. So you have these conservative Jews, reformed Jews, who never really heard of him. And they're all like, like excited. They, they want to know something about him. Like, let's, let's hear who this rabbi was. Tell me something about him, etc. So I invited Ray Feynman to speak. It was a reformed temple or a conservative place, whatever it was. I'm not sure what it was. So he went to a gift to discuss. He should go. Or give them, you know, gave him a certain way to arrange it. He told me he should go and speak. So he went to speak. He put a he brought, brought a very large easel and he put a big portrait of Ramosha on the easel and he spoke of Ramosha. He says some stories, etc. There's a woman who became frum from that 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 speech. She was so overwhelmed. She said, "Looking at the picture of Rafael, and you saw there's something more to him. There's something extraordinary to him. He's a physical flesh and blood, but he's different. That's what that's what chosen is. That's what Rabbi Godly was saying." That's what that's the, that's what Torah is. That's the Russian's goal of, of of the world was to create human beings, which they contain a Kodesh Baruch inside of themselves. 
So Yaakov Inu, after the Torah is given, the main point is not what he gave us, it's what we did with it. So the void of a Kodesh Baruch is going to be in the Mizbeach, not in the Mitzvah. The Rosh gave us a Mitzvah that he made himself. That's not the point. The point is, okay, what are you going to do with, what are you going to create with that? Are you going to create a, a vehicle to be a service to a Kodesh Baruch? And, 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 and that's an extraordinary thing. Okay. Um, then we, we, then he makes this, the, this, I'm going to take him and I'm going to make him to buy it. In other words, Yaakov already is making that promise. That we're going to take that Matseva and build a bias out of it. Okay? So that's, I think that's like the first point of the parsha that the vote of Golos, almost even more than in Eretz Yisrael, when you're Eretz Yisrael, you sort of, it's... It comes with it comes with the territory. Right? You have the you have the, the shkina there in the base of mikdash. Base of mikdash was, a, was a, you don't have to build it yourself. In Golis, if you don't build it, it's not going to happen. If you don't create that reality, that Russia was present with you, it's very easy to get lost. Uh, well, calls on you have the base even with the base of mikdash. You know, we got lost. That's why we lost the base of mikdash. But Kavachaymer, when you're in Golis, I think that's the first point. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not saying the, the correct order, etc. Uh, the, the next point, Yaakov comes to, comes, comes to, to Choron, and so um, so he engages the, the royal in a conversation. Then he says, she says, listen, it's not the time to gather. So Rashi brings over here that if you're the owners, you're not really getting the best out of your, you know, out of what you have. And if you're a hired worker, you're not you're not doing your job. You're not giving your your, your, the, 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 your employer the full deal that he deserves. My sure used to say that um, you know that um, he says my name is Yishai Pinchas. This is a this is. This. My mother used to call Muslim mouth sometimes. That was, that was like, you know, like he had no compunction getting up and saying something. You know, like it's wrong. It's wrong. You got to you got to say something. The politically correct, you know, you know, he wasn't from that generation. He, he was blunt. He was really blunt. You know, he grew up in the twenties, twenties and thirties. You know, like. You got to picture this. This guy comes. He's a total stranger. Right, he meets the, you know, asks him, you know, for a little bit of help, where to find love, and it's such great. It's, and Rabbi said, you should know what you're doing is wrong. Your guys love him, you know, you're, you're not like, who cares? Why is it your business? So the, the, the stand for Emmis was so powerful by him. Like, ah, it's the guy, who cares? You know, like, you know, like, like when a yid does it, you know, you know say something, it's not my business, it's not my place, you know, mehechatesi. The problem with that is, and that's it's not, not that it's wrong, the times it is, it, the result of complacency, or even is eventually you accept it. I once heard from a chosh of a yid, you know, the, 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 with the Shabbos, you know, the screaming Shabbos. So he was 
he heard from somebody who was there was like, you know, obviously you have the, you have the kids like you're there for the fun, for the excitement, for, you know, the whole thing, you know. But then there's these there's these Rishama Yidin, they, they, clearly they're in pain. One of them said, he says, the reason I'm screaming Shabbos is I shouldn't accept the fact that it's okay to drive on Shabbos. I, I know I'm not going to change this person over here. Screaming Shabbos is not going to change him. I don't know, maybe that's going to change him or not by screaming Shabbos. But meanwhile, I'm accepting the fact that Jews drive on Shabbos. That I can't accept. So that's why I'm screaming Shabbos. I'm screaming Shabbos at myself. Don't ever be, accept that this is called normal. I have a neighbor who's not from... And I grapple with this issue every Shabbos. I mean, see him getting in out of his car. I don't say good Shabbos. Like, what do you mean? I don't say good Shabbos. Like, how can you not say hello to me? Like, last, last Friday night, I'm walking home. You know, um, so he's getting out of his car. Like, punked as I'm coming home. Like, you know. So, um, so I say good Shabbos to him. So he says back to me Shabbos Shalom Vorach something like that you know, you know he has some background you know I had a few bars with him like, like wow that was interesting you know like you know <laughs> so what's the other option I, I, I don't want to see it I don't want to live in suit. you know as I walk away I'm not, I'm not saying you know he's not holding it by me changing him okay yeah if I make it my real focus I'm going to work on him you know maybe it's not going there for the at this point in my life or his life so I got to walk inside and say like wow that was painful that this is driving a job it's a nice guy I love him you know sweet guy we help each other you know he's helped me I've helped him you know we're neighbors but but I can't say that therefore I can condone what he's doing is wrong I might not be able to correct him but I have to make sure to myself that I'm not, it's not acceptable because you're going to go into us, you're going to be living amongst the world which is, does not use the world the way you, way, which is the right way to do it. I mean, how about you live in Eretz Israel with the Yidin Bismanoi that they should be using the world properly? But remember the Shabbat when you're in Golis. So you have to make sure that you maintain your vision of Amos. So it's very easy to muster somebody else about it. The, the partial things that are around that describes Yaakovino's Avaita. The Raman brings it down and he'll just tear his pile in. Of how Erlich Yaakov was is a definition of what it means to be a, a Erlich the worker. So Yaakovino, and the Torah describes it as the extraordinary measures of what he did to make sure that he served love and faithful, faithfully. <clears throat> so that Erlich said that he was demanding from others, he's demanding from himself also. So that if you're a Muslim mouth to somebody else but yourself you're not doing that, that's called a hypocrite. <laughs> now, it's not. I take that back. Famous mice with the Chabad time about, you know, talks about the idea of, you know, person says, I should give Mutzah, I'm, I'm also bad. Like, I should point something out, I'm also bad. So he gave the Mutzah with the, with, the, with the fire breaking out in the city. So one time the king comes to, uh, comes to the town, or the, the, the governor comes to the town, so they, they made this dinner in his, in his honor, and then they... You know, put out the drinks. He starts drinking the water, and this water is like it's, it's like muddy. It says, "He says, I'm telling you from now on, I do not want you to use any muddy water over here." Okay. 
a little while later, a big, big fire breaks out on the town. The way they used to do the fire, they would take the water. So they didn't put it out because all the water in the head of Elam was muddy water. And he said, not to use any muddy water. He says, you idiots. When a fire burns, use any water is good enough. Even muddy water is good. So Chavaz Chaim said, it says, when a fire is burning, you're talking muddy water. You're talking, you're talking not good. But it's better than nothing. Right? you got to say something. That's what Chavaz Chaim is marshal. You know? So... But Yaakovino obviously held himself to a standard that there's a fascinating smack. Smack, I'm sorry. The smack says that they didn't have a responsibility to be airlift to the nth degree. Because if not, and the Goyim will see that we're not airlift, when Mashiach comes, it's going to be tremendous chil Hashem because the Goyim is going to say, for these thieving Jews, you brought Mashiach. It's going to be a tremendous kill Hashem, he says. So that you didn't have a responsibility to be bent over backwards in their airlifts in moments. So that when, the, when Mashiach comes, he says, the government will say, you know, they take and deserve it. And uh, it's fascinating that, you know, the, throughout, the, the, you know, the literature, you know, the, you know, the Jew is, was synonymous with the cunning thief, you know, the cunning moneylender, you know. I, it's it's this language of disdain, Jew, you know, because money hungry, money greedy, etc. <clears throat> now. And I want to exonerate the Jew, the answer is simple. You know, they, t- they t- took Jews and put them in society. They didn't let them, let them have any land. They couldn't work the land. They didn't let them do any, be involved in any of the guilds. So they couldn't do any uh, right, right. trades. So the, only thing they could, the, the, the only thing they let them do was Jew was money lending because the guys, they understood the, the prohibition of usury that you can't lend any money at interest. But the commerce needs money lent at interest, so the Jews did that job. So So now they don't have Jews, they have to always get the money. Well, well, I have an answer. You know, what else do you want them to do? You know, well, they're peddlers. You know, really. But the but the Maisa, <coughs> within that context, it became very, very muddy. To use go back to the marshal. I mean, you look at the chuvas. I, you know, listen, people had to live. It wasn't they were, you know, they were finding money just to have money. There's a question of money. There's a question of whether they're going, to, they're going to live or die. They're going to starve to death. Right? The people were poor. But there's so many chuvas about fights, about money. You know, claims back and forth. I mean, it's, 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 it's like, you know, the, the Risharnam and the Acharnam, you know, it's, it's like, if you want to get a picture of what Kaiser was, and you read the chuvas, you know, obviously, they once said that you know, the problem with Freud's theories is that he made it based on the people who came to the, infer- to the clinic. So making theories based on people who are crazy is not... <laughs> what, but defining mankind based on people which come to who are crazy is not a good idea. So defining what Kleiser looked like based on when the, the Rechubas and Shilas is not a good way to do that either, 100%, because, like, you know, uh-huh. right, you know, when things were going good, they didn't ask any shilas, so that's not recorded. You know, the Rosh uh-huh. didn't talk about the days where there were no fights in Besden, right? <laughs> so maybe 99% of the time there weren't fights in Besden. I don't know, but the mice said there were a lot of fights in Besden, right? You know. So I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can understand that I'm not judging it, etc. 
But that Lakuda of the of the nth degree of Erlichkeit. See more you just have the more over there in Talmud. Versus the story with Alexander Mukhtin. He was able to come to this country and um, and he meets the king, and the king has heard, heard of his name, he invites him in, you know, he's a ju- judging a case, you know, sit next to him. There's a fight between two people. Each one, one person is saying that he, he bought the, 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 the field, and they found the gem in the field, so I didn't buy the gem, so the gem belongs to the seller. The seller said, no, I sold you the field, I sold you everything in the field, including the gem, so it belongs to the buyer. So each one's trying to push the gem on the other person. Right, so the king says this is a difficult promise. He says you have a son, you have a daughter, two of them should marry, and you should give the gem to them as a present. Wow, beautiful. Alexander looked at something like, like, like you know. So she asked, like, you know, I didn't make a good judgment. He says, no, it's fine. He says, so how would you judge this in your land? So I would have killed him. I would have killed him and taken the land and the gem for myself. <laughs> right, that, that was a pretty honest answer. She says to him. Um, does the sun shine where you live? He said, yes. Does the grass grow? He said, yes. Is there water? He said, yes. Do you have animals there? He said, yes. He said, okay, now I understand. He says, I don't understand how in the world you live in a place like that. Why should there be sun? Why should there be grass? Rather, there should be rain. But since you have animals, it's exclusive, it's exclusive of the animals. <laughs> right? Right? You like the cases, those are the beautiful cases where the, each person is trying to make sure they're doing the right thing. So I didn't buy that. So I don't want to take it. I, I meant to sell it to you. I don't want to keep it. Right? That's the more I was trying to say. That's how, that's how Bezin's case should be, be dealt with. Like, I don't want to touch Gzela. I don't want to hear Gzela. <laughs> I once heard from Chaim Dov Keller, so that he, he spoke by uh, a good convention. So I heard the tape. So he said that um, um, that Kleisel has had a tremendous growth in the area of Yerodeah. Kashos is, nowadays is much better than it was 50 years ago. In regards to Hsherim being much more reliable, you know, much more better control, etc., etc. Yardaya is much better than it was. Uh, the Kashas the Mikvos, the Hidurim and the Mikvos, much better than it was. It's time to make sure that we, we same way we, level of Hidurim we have in Yardaya, we should have in Chesh Mishpat also. That was. So the second Lakuta, which we see in the parish about uh, the Golis, is obviously it's always true. But when you're in Golis, you're going to tend, you, you don't have a buy, you don't have a, a safe place. You're, and you're going to be on the run. You're going to be needing that, that, that finding the money. That's, you're in a base level. <coughs> the guy's out to get you. He's constantly, and you're still airless. So it's not just not being airless. It's being airless when you're dealing with the fellow who changed your, your payment 100 times. Right? Now, yes, you have a way, you have a right to make sure you get your money, but at the same time, you were up those nights, you were there, you, no matter what it was, you took the responsibility of something which was a question of payment, you took the responsibility, right? Because you're not taking any chances to make sure that you, you did your work. Erlich. So, the idea of not tolerating something which is improper, number one, and number two, living your life based on that. Right, transfer that into so, so Yaakovina was building this bias. He was able to make his work 
into what is Hashem. Rehearse, I think I told you, Rehearse says that um, that Yeshua Rabba, right? What exactly does Yeshua Rabba mean? So Shmei, we spoke up multiple times, the Ibn Ezra says that the word shame is from the word sham, which means that's a way to point and say, there, there it is. Right? You know that one? How many times have I said it? What? I teach Shreva. Right? You can ask for someone. I'll let you ask, they all look the same. Good, right. Okay, fine. Not to repeat it anymore. Okay, right. I'll let the rest. Maybe that was one here. Right. Right. So, shame of Hashem means the way that we can point and say, there's Hashem. There he is. What does that mean? We, we see Kodesh Baruch presence. We see how he acts. So we talk about Shemus of Hashem, I mean, the different ways that Hashem acts in the world, those different ways to recognize and see there is Hashem. When he, when he has Mishpat, that's a vehicle to see Hashem. That there's a, there's a judge which runs the world. When there's Chesed, the vehicle to see Hashem. So that's what means the different Shemus of HaKadosh Baruch means to be increased. So first sees that Yehoshim Rabbi Mavorach is a, is, is, is a pledge. I'm going to guarantee the Russian's name is going to be greater, which means the Russian's, the awareness of his presence, the, the ability to see him will be, will be greater in the world. I'm going to commit myself to live in the life that I'm going to make sure that there's more awareness of the Kodesh the through me. So when I go to bed at night, I added more Kodesh Baruch to the Bria. Kodesh Baruch is everywhere. But I made the world more aware of his presence to the point you could see him. But I live a life which is so airless, Obviously, it's because my Amunah may be talking and awareness because Baruch runs the world. People see that, they say, wow, there, there must be a God. Wow, there's more godly presence in the world. So that's what Yeshua Rabba is. Um, this famous Maisa with the Chabot Chaim, um, there, there was an article written by a secular reporter, actually a woman, who covered the Guna Convention back in 1926, I think it was. The video. What? The video shot of him. No. So she wrote. She wrote up a description of when the Chavos Chaim walked into the. In, 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 you know, she was covering the, the convention, and she writes a description of when the Chavos Chaim came into the hall. She says there was a speaker speaking. All of a sudden, he stops, and the whole place rises up on their feet, and they see this little man like shuffling up to the up to the front, and the whole place. He's, I, and I didn't say anything short about about him, so he turned his face to me. It says then she writes, I saw the God of the Jews. She looked at the Chabbos Chaim's face uh-huh. and she saw godliness. She saw world, she saw God. There's a, there, there's a famous line that they say from Salat from 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 Kellum, that he said the Darwin thinks man came from monkeys. I saw Salant, I know man did not come from monkeys. <laughs> there's no such thing, there's no way that, that such a human being could come from anything other than the, 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 the godliness of a Kodesh Baruch. My brother-in-law, you know, um, have two bro- my wife has two brothers, so the younger one, my wife's the youngest, say, of, of the two brothers, the younger one is Howard. So his father-in-law was a Rav Yarsky. was a Talmud of the Chabbos Chaim. Two brothers in Baltimore, Rishul Biarski. So Rishul Biarski's son-in-law is Rabbi Wasim in the Rishiva in Denver Yeshiva. So, um, so the younger brother, Rabbi Ram, also learned. They learned. He learned the Chavos Chaim Now, I have to describe it to you. 
short man, he was a shaykhet. His pronouncement was he was a shaykhet. He was a litvak, <laughs> so the nth degree. <laughs> like you would try and milk him for a story. A mice about the Chabad Chaim. It just didn't register. Pesach Kron, one of his books, has that he came down to Baltimore, especially to meet with, with Rabbi Biarski to get some stories about the Chabad Chaim. He has a page and a half in the book, and that's it. <laughs> that's how much you can get out of him. Right. Okay. You want to talk to Rabbi Arsky in learning? Uh, anywhere, anywhere in Shas. But you could talk to him anywhere in Shas. Right. And always with Anivis. I, I, I talked to him and he says, you know, so what's Lantman? He says, you know, I learned about Bastos, you know. See, so it's over. So, you know, I, I, Mom, it just happened to, happened, just happened to see a fascinating stipler on that sugya. Right. The first time he said, like, wow, that's really extraordinary, you know, just happened to see. Like, after the fourth time, I stopped believing him already. Like, you know, wow, like, you know, Mama Seattle. I just happened to see a Miri on that. It just happened to, like, oh, wow, you know, like, right. Tell me about it. Right. Okay, that's the backdrop. Listen to this line. My sister-in-law once asked her father, is the picture we have of the Chavaz Chaim true? Is that what he looked like? And he said... There's no photo which can capture what the Chobos Chaim looked like, because there was a light inside of his face, and the picture that this doesn't go into the photos. When you saw the Chobos Chaim, you saw a shine in his face. This is a litvak talking, not a This is a litvak talking. Who doesn't have a ma'isa but the Chobos Chaim? But that was the description of the Chobos Chaim looked like. Rabbi Tauber. Says a, a gorgeous pshat. Zalman Colson told me that, that in Parshas, um, uh, when Abram uh, and Sarah come to Mitzrayim, he says, Loshan over there, that now I realize how beautiful you are. Asher uh, brings the Chazal. Because of Siyashah Behem, right? Um, so he says, so, so Noah is translated something to mean now. So Rashi says, what do you mean now? You're married for 80, you know, you know 15, 60 years. Like, he says, because of Theosin, he never noticed how beautiful she was. Well, that's an extraordinary Draco. Like, I mean, like, like, wow. Mary Tauber suggested the shot based on this idea. So, you can imagine that that's a Chobos Chaim. Imagine what the story of look like. Avram... So sorry, he saw the he saw the light of sorrow. He never focused on her physical beauty because it was so overpowering. The other part of it, he didn't notice the physical beauty. Rashi says that when they mice, so what was the mice? So they were traveling over water, and he looked down in the, in the reflection, and he saw the reflection. And he saw how beautiful she was, because there all you saw was the physical part of it. Uh-huh. He says, "Wow, she's talking physically beautiful." Also. I never noticed that before because I was so taken. By the other part, which is so much more important, so much more powerful. Does he suggest a shot over here? And then, in, in this, it's, I don't know if it's a shot or not, but it's a beautiful <laughs> thought. Right? Um, so you can imagine the 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 avoid of a person as a bring the presence of the Kodesh Baruch into the world. The more you do that the more you become a vehicle of a Shekhinah. 
you become the president of the Kodesh So the first step is the Erlich Kodesh. So the more you are, you're, you're, you you become the person that the Bereshim defines you, that through you more Kodesh is more present in the world, you become the, the vessel to bring Kodesh into the world. So Yaakov, his Erlachite was, was an expression of that idea. When you saw Yaakov, uh, you saw a person who, a person was so real that I, I, can't, I can't take that much of that mind. It's not shy. I, they say with the Maitha, with the Chalusha Rim, the Svasemus brings the Maitha, the Shrim was his grandfather. At one time, it was a house which you know, was open, you know, so obviously, eventually, something was stolen, right? And um, something of value. They mentioned to Chusharim that that they that they think you know one of the guests had taken it. Chusharim says, "How could it be?" He says, "Lo signovu." He says, "You can't steal." That's what he said. So the Sassam has said he said it with such power. I felt like there was a wall between a human being and the ability to steal. <clears throat> the Torah's iser is lo- so powerful, it's impossible to steal. It's not shy. You can't, it's like a wall. You can't get through it. You can't get near such a thing. Th- that's what it means that Yaakovino, Hisdam was, was, was a worker. It, it, it's an expression of there's a very element of the world who has, gives me the responsibility of not, I can't say something was not mine. So I have to be, I made a commitment. There's a question of Emmett, there's a question of Geneva, there's all the, I, I can't do it. I, I can't get near that. If it means that I have to absorb the loss, I'm absorbing the loss. Because the other option is a million times worse. That, enhance, that, that increases the Russian's presence in the world. And the final result of that, when you do that, every, everything that you're doing is constantly that, that madriga. So the, the result is a chavos That's why you have the story of the chavos that you, he checked through every single page of the safer that you know, I mean, that's very tedious. But what's the other option? How can I tell you something which I don't know for sure that I'm giving you something which is you're getting your money's worth? Maybe there's a page missing. Maybe the page didn't print well, it's smudged. You know, last year at the dinner, they, 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 the, 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 the gift they gave me was an Avas Chesed printed in the, time, the lifetime of the Chavos Chaim. It's more extraordinary because it belonged to Shiva Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim Stein's Avas Chesed from Europe. So that's like the very... When they gave it to me, I was like, Overwhelmed with emotion, like you know, I, I, when Marika Mar- was holding it, I saw she was name in the front. I was like, I, "That's I, I, I emotions." My tip, I needed a tissue. That's when I emotions. <laughs> it's you can. It's beautiful. You can still read it. It's like it's, it's you know, it's, it's beautiful paper. The paper's intact. The, the letters are clear. It's you know, it's yellowed with age. You know, it's brown with age. You know, but. Totally usable. It's printed in 1886. That was the Erlich Chaim. You're going to print it with nice binding. You're going to print it with good paper. You're going to print it with good ink. 
you're going to go, you're going to check every single page, make sure every single page. And after the finish, he would write, they would write in the front that they checked it before they sold it. Right? What's the other option? I'm going to take your money and give you something which might not, might not be acceptable. I can't do that. I don't, I don't try. Yes, it's, it's very tedious. And yes, it's time consuming. Yes, I have so many other more important things to do. But I still can't take your money and I give you something which is your full value. So that's the second thought. Um, um, the third thought, and then we'll let, let everybody go. There's a beautiful word from, um, from the, uh, the label Yo. So Yaakov comes and calls his wife out to the field. Rosh um, comes and says, go back home. So Yaakov calls Rachel they go out to the place and nobody can hear them. You should know, you're probably not so happy with them anymore. The, the, you know, your brother's like, it's, it's not going good. You should know that I've been very eloquent to your father. You should know he's really taken advantage of me. And he goes to, if he says this is the, the, the payment, he changed the payment to this, everything is said. And the brother should make sure I got, a, I got enough. Okay? And the brother came to me and said, it's time to go home. So the brother should answer him. Are we going to get an important him? When you came, we actually pointed out that he didn't have many songs. Because of your present now, he was not going to have sons. We're not going to get any portion. The sons are going to get it. Not only that, he said that he sold us away from marriage. He didn't even give us a, a, a dowry. It was the opposite. He made you pay for us. And therefore, whatever the Bershom gives you, we definitely deserve. And Bershom told you to go back. You know, we'll, we'll listen. So here's the deal. Like, you know, Bershaw came to you with a number time to go back. First of all, you should know it makes sense. A lot of money, etc. And by the way, yeah, Bershaw says, okay, fine. That's a pretty strange response. He said, what were they saying? They were saying is that you don't lose. They needed to, to explain to themselves in Oilam Hazet, they're not losing by serving his birth. It's not like, you know, listen, you're right. Shema, you're going to get all the good desachin. And this one, it's horrible, it's terrible, it's IV. But it must come a time, and I'm not so here in Zagor's That's not the attitude. The attitude is, what is the is the best thing that ever happens in your life? It only could work out for the best. How, you know, how do you see it? You know, we'll figure it out. There's a famous, you know, line from Rashi. Rashi said the reason why these people who share Shabbos when the kids went off the derech, because the parents would come over, you know, say, it's so sure to be, I lose my job, and they'd catch about it. You need to understand Yiddishkeit is, is, is an extraordinary opportunity. Give it over to your children. How wonderful it is to be a Jew. And yes, there's a part of it. Right now, we, it's very difficult to turn this channel, and it's difficult to do it. But that Yiddishkeit is sure to be a Yid. That's the message. The kid says, well, why should I want it? Right? I mean, any intelligent kid would say, like, it was Taka so rare, so I fill this dish, I'm out. <laughs> Which is what they did. Loyalty. So, Shirley Apion says that, you know, 
The Nakuda, Yaakov is the same thing. You should know, he says, listen, if I was not so happy with me staying here, he tried to think, and by the way, Bershah said, it's time to go home. I mean, the deal is, we need to go home. He says, fine. So say, Bershah said, time to go home. He says, yes, time to go home. Goodbye. Like, what's the whole conversation over here? Because that's not how you do it. Trying to convince him, listen, you know, it's taka horrible, but Bershah says, the shame Shemayim. It's the, the marshal which the Bali Muslim give is it's, it's the spring. You take a spring and you press it down and down and down, you pr- pressure and you pressure and you pressure. Eventually, what happens is it pops back up and it pops up like it just flies. Forcing yourself again and again and again to something which you really don't want to do, it'll work a certain amount of time, but eventually it's going to plot. So, the, the, the Balatanya says that there are two parts of the avoider of the person. There's a void of iskafia, which is kafia forcing. There's a void of ishafka. The Zayr says it. Revol brings the Zayr says it. That that tchilas avoda is pushing yourself, even though it's not it's not comfortable. But you have to get to the point where you have simcha that you're doing it. It has to feel good. And if that means that you need to bring the goof along for the ride by convincing the goof that's also good, explain to the goof why it's good. You should do that too. That's the, that's the Shardas says that was the idea of, of the Rabban says in last week's parsha. that's why Yitzchak wanted to eat something from Esau this way he would be in a state of a good state and he, his goof would also be in this happy mode and then he'd be able to give the bracha with a full being <coughs> so the Shardas says because we're, we're human beings we still have a goof and if we're just gonna, we, we can't just ignore the goof and just pressure the goof because eventually the goof is not is not coming along for the ride. So the the avoider is to make a, a, a balance where the goof feels that it's getting what it what it, what it needs and what, it, and then it will willingly and happily come along for the ride to help the neshama do what it has to do. So again, if, much of that's true in Eretz Yisrael. So much more so in in the challenges of Golas, we need to find a way that there's simcha. I think the Velt says that's one of the one of the to understand that you know, the Velt says that more than um, the Jews did for Shabbos, Shabbos did for the Jews. So verse writes one place, he writes a beautiful. You have to, you know, Shabbos is an extraordinary thing. The low, lowest Jew, the peddler, etc. Shabbos, he's a king. Yes, you know, whatever the food was, it was better. There, there is no work. You're sitting at home. You're with your family. You push it. it push it gave you something to hold on to. That, that life isn't as bad, so bad. So besides the spiritual element, the ruchnis, etc., there was a, there was an element. Shabbos dafka requires einik. We need the dafka to have some element where the goof is not being totally crushed. If you do that, eventually it plotses. If it doesn't plot by you, it plotses by your kids. And that, you know, so these people, which you know, they turn this belly of etc., 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 and push, 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 push. The kids, you know, couldn't deal with it. Okay, some thoughts.